Welcome to the Punters Preamble. I'm Simon Dinopoulos. I'll be joined by Adam Blanco. Massive, massive weekend of racing and sport. This is my favourite weekend of the year until they decided to not make the Epsom the feature race of the spring in Sydney. Oof, so you're in J-Max camp. He's, he's come out aggressive pro-Epsom. Have what, to be. What have they done to the Epsom? It's a joke. This is Sydney's grand final day. I think the carnival moves. Everyone will try and say it stays in Sydney, but it's it's Melbourne after this weekend. And anyone telling you it stays in Sydney, they're having a laugh. The Everest is a great race, but the support card's terrible, as is the rest of the spring carnival in Sydney. <laughs> wow, what a start. <laughs> it just really annoys me. The Epsom is one of the biggest races in Sydney, as is the Doncaster. This mm. is what makes Sydney great. I would agree with that. The best, the most Sydney races are the Epsom, the Doncaster and the Golden Slipper. Yep. They're just pure Sydney. They're great. And now the Silver Eagle next oh, week. I hate the Silver Eagle. It's worth a million bucks. Okay. The Epsom's only half a million dollars more. It's an absolute joke. All the horses that are running in the Silver Eagle next week should be in this Epsom. They're the missing runners. It's a race tailor-made for four-year-olds and they don't go to it anymore. And it gives them the perfect lead up to the Golden Eagle. I just don't get it. It really annoys me. Clearly, yeah, because you were uh, inst- <laughs> your task there was to um, set up the highest rated horse of the weekend and throw to me for the for the arc. <laughs> Five minutes of Epsom branding, I love it. But the Epsom is a great race, but so is the arc. It is a very elegant, less arc, but a great arc all the same. And it has the highest rated horse in the world this weekend, which is title holder. Although to quote a Tasso, last year's winner could claim to be. Um, well, I say good claim. I rated him the same when he won the arc as what I've got title holder rated. But it's a it's an arc of second ratings, I reckon. I reckon that's almost the story of the arc is who's got the best next rating because there's a lot of horses with one good rating. Which I just noticed going through the field, there's a lot of horses leaning hard on one. So Luxembourg, who ran really well in the guineas, he's the favourite at the moment, which is maybe fair enough. But he's very easy to pass over as a bet, I think, where he's currently priced. But he does come through the potent Irish champion stakes and he's clearly very good. But he missed the whole season between the Guineas and essentially the Irish champion. He had an unconvincing prep run for that. But he's so essentially got one rating sitting there. Deduce the Japanese derby winners. Look, he's shaped up nicely in the Japanese Guineas. And he even, if you wanted to be nice, you could, you could make a case that it was a, a real fitness run in the Niel. Mm. It was strongly run and he was fastest through from the eight to the four and then weak for the last 200. So you could go, oh, he wasn't fit. Or you could go, oh, he wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> One of the two. But he's essentially, there's signs there elsewhere, but he's leaning into that Japanese derby win yep. as his chance. Um, and that's what, I've, and then you've got Westover who won the Irish derby by, you know, miles. But... There was nothing really – he fits into the what's he beaten camp a little bit. Should have run a clear second in the in the derby at Epsom, but still essentially had a melt in the King George and, and got found out to some extent, although clearly didn't give his running. And so he's pretty much leaning on that Irish derby performance to say he's a chance. So they're all very similar performances as well, good, but but individual. Vadeni's one who's got a couple, and so is Ernesto who won the Grand Prix de Paris and then backed it up back in trip only narrowly beaten by Luxembourg, and so he's probably the one that looks a big price of those three-year-old classic winners. He'd run really well behind Vedeni in the French derby as well, which is a massive form race and a, an interesting pointer for us in a couple of weeks' time as well when El Bodegon comes down here because he's got form 
tying him all through these horses. But title holder is the top-rated horse, and he's got multiple. He was in Contrail Shadow last year, but he's gone bang in the Tenno Show. He's gone bang in the Takarazuka Keenan, ran the fastest time in the Takarazuka Keenan. I'm just going to say ever. I got to 2,000. So in 22 years, no one's checking my work. No. Ever in the Takarazuka Keenan, set up by a flying Panther Lassa. Mm. So, yeah, sure, Pace might have had something to do with it, but it's not like there hasn't been truly run Takarazuka Keenans in the last, this century. Mm. Um, and there's been a few winners of that, including Nakayama Fester and Orferve, who ran second in the arc, quite famously so. Can't mention the arc without mentioning that, can you? No. It still hurts that. Yeah, and maybe that's what drives me a little bit towards backing title holder as well. But I wrote during the week that their their challenge for the arc, which has been a thirty year challenge, was when Take has been trying to win the arc since running second in it thirty years ago now they've been trying to do this. And they will one day. And title holder is plenty good enough. But he's a, there's been some good ones. Gold trip. Chronogenesis had won the same, Takarazuka Keenan last year and was rated about the same. And of course a Ferv and Nakiyama I mean, there's been some good horses. Have a go at this. Just away came up short over there, but they have been further from it in in the last pretty much since or further in the ten years since or further than they were at that time. So their challenge remains an interesting one, and it's still it's one of the great storylines in world racing. Their their quest to win the arc, but they have the highest rated horse here. As I said his his last win was absolutely brilliant. And if he can, and it comes with a stack of uncertainty that you can't avoid, unavoidable uncertainty when he. You pick him up out of Japan, you drop him onto a much softer long shot without a run for six months essentially as well. So guessing game, right? Is he a dunno? <laughs> you know, he probably – I didn't think we, we could have put him up as the dunno. Um, he is a bit of a dunno, but I'm I'm happy to – see, he's not favourite. He's, he's sort of fourth line of betting and I've got him as the best horse in it. So I think it's a gamble away from that uncertainty worth having. Anyway, I've been rambling on about the arc and ramble on about the arc for a long, long time because it is the world's best race. For those that don't have time to read your 4,000 words, in summary, <laughs> we're backing title holder. Yeah, I'm going to back title holder and, and Ernesto is running for me as well. Yep. And we should touch a very elegant run in the Royal Year on Saturday night. She's not favourite and I think she should be. Okay. Because unlike the French handicapper, I thought she was quite good the other day. She ran about her race. This was yeah, the point I made post that. that she, as a general rule, she doesn't really run better than that. Very often. And I, with the magical Monte Carlo machine, make her the most likely winner, not even considering her Melbourne Cup rating. So there you go. 2,800 on a soft track at Longchamp seems a nice little spot. That's it. And there are, um, there's some chance that it'll be more evenly run, less French than her first two, which have been very, very French. Well, Mark Zara's still going. Yeah. Be a lovely little... Weekend getaway for him in Paris. Weekender in Paris. He's going to be trying. Living the dream, Mark. Back home, though, we come to the uh, Bizarro. You've got the Bizarro in Sydney. There seems... There's a few. There's a few semi-bizarres, but there's one that's really bizarre for you. The communist. What price have you got him marked? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Settle down, Dad. <laughs> yeah, couldn't possibly mark your favourite communist. It runs in the Dulcify. I found this race... Very, very, very tricky because Williamsburg has been giving them plenty of weight in his two runs back. He meets Flag of Honour five kilos better for beaten half a length and they pretty much had the same run. The difference on Saturday, Williamsburg has Kieran McAvoy from a wide draw. Flag of Honour now has Hugh Bowman from an inside draw and they're unlikely to be 
alongside each other coming to the straight as they was last start. How much does that swing away from the five kilo turnaround in the weights for Williamsburg? Do you want to back Williamsburg when he's likely to be last on straightening? But it's going to be a swamp. I'm a little bit out of the loop here. Have we conceded swamp? Well, it's heavy eight now. Okay. So they, have had, they haven't missed at all. No. It hasn't been a lucky moment. Yeah, not like Rose Hill last week. Randwick always seems to find the rain. So that's the tricky thing for me. But then I didn't even see Communist. I thought the race was between the top three. Williamsburg, Flag of Honour, Owen County. And Communist comes up favourite. Nice record. Three from five. Time figure horse at Newcastle. Yeah, that doesn't matter. So he won a class one at Hawkesbury. Then he actually ran in a real race and got thumped by Arnold. And then he went back to the Provincials in a 68. Won well for James McDonald. As Adam touched on, a nice time, fast time, small field. And comes up favourite in the Dulcify. Couldn't possibly mark him favourite. Things probably won't go so well. No. So I assume then that you've marked your mate Conqueror favourite because you've always had a high opinion of him. Well, this is where he's going to knock me off, Conqueror. It's (laughs) nice to see him back at the level I thought he should be. But again, he hasn't really shown anything to suggest he's any good. So I want to back Williamsburg. I've marked him favourite in the race. It's just a horrible map. But I think he's gone really well. And he now gets his chance at set weights on Saturday. But it's going to be a horrible watch. He's going to be last. But it won't be such a horrible watch for the other horse that you considered briefly, I think, throwing up as your bizarro, which was Montefilia. It's funny, when I said it to you and then you sort of... I called his jets. Yeah, you called my jets. Because <laughs> I thought it was disgusting that she was odds on in that. I understand she beat very elegant under similar conditions last preparation and that piece of form will kick the living snot out of them to steal a line from Adam. But <laughs> she's only done it once in the last five and now you're going to take odds on for her to do it on the weekend. If she... Runs up to what she did first up. She's definitely beatable in this. Cascadian from the wide draw, it's all about the map for him. Are they just going to straight up concede and go right back? If they do, he's going to settle behind Montefilia. Can he run her down? I mean, he's absolutely going to settle behind Montefilia. He had, he's had chances to settle close. He just obviously does not go early. The Memsey when I was watching in there because he drew inside for Black Shin, I thought we could see a bit of intent here. We could hold midfield. He's just lazy out of the gates. And I don't think it was entirely by design. I think he's just slow to get moving. 2,000, tight 1,400 Caulfield, a little different. Yeah, I still just think he's slow to get moving. Mm. They're a lot slower coming out of the gates though. Here. Yeah, but I just think she'll just pounce on it. She'll go forward, won't she? You you raised some doubt about that. I think mm. she'll just go forward. There's only a tiny little field here and forward she goes into the first two or three. First half. First half. It's only a small field, isn't it? For a million bucks, more than the Metro. You know why this is worth a million dollars? It was so Winx wouldn't run in the Turnbull and then she ran him, ran it anyway and now it's a million dollars still. Well, David Payne should be very thankful for Winx. Give Chris, <laughs> give, give Chris Waller a handshake on the way through. I think you don't like him as a horse, Numerian, but he gets all the favours on the map and on last start ratings, nothing between him and Montefilia. So that's my angle in the race. I think the two should be closer together in the market. Cascading goes back to last. It's going to be an ugly watch. And I think he probably will get out in the market. I'd say they will come for Tommy Berry's mount. Is that New Marion? It is. Did yeah. <laughs> you say the same rating last start? I disagree with that also. I think she was better than him. Interesting. <laughs> that's Adam's time form with the twist ratings, but on time form scale, same rating. <laughs> 
The Dunno comes up down your way, the Turnbull. It is a whole Dunno race, isn't it? I found this very Dunno-ish. I suppose when I when you first pick this up, you think you know yep. straight away. Gold Trip is pretty tempting and Dewace just peaks third up, right? And Gold Trip's the trendy weight horse. He's become very trendy very quickly, mm. which is interesting to me because I feel like he's another horse. He's another one of these horses that I'm like, I feel like we used to get left these ones to ourselves. He's won one race. Don't they all go, you know, he's a non-winner. What's he beaten? Where's the what's he beaten, boys? They've got no money left. Yeah. No, that's maybe that's true. They've been flushed from the gene pool. <laughs> but I find him a little bit – I like him. as a, I mean, I know that he's good enough to win this and I can see that the weight scenario can be viewed in a positive light. But he has sat up on speed in a slowly run race and split Smoke and Romans and Chapada, mile and a half handicappers. There's got to be some debt. Into the Dunno category you go. There's got to be some doubt around that. That's hardly convincing form, is it? I'm not convinced. I find that very unconvincing. But then again, I find Juace's two runs this time in unconvincing. She's not going as good as she was last prep. Is it as simple as, well, third up 2,000? She's done it twice in a row. She's a third up 2,000 metre horse. Do they just fit these patterns as neatly as we like to, (laughs) those of us on preview shows like to pretend? They don't, do they? It's not that simple. Can it be that simple? Because her Australian Cup win, let's face it, that's a whole lot better than splitting Smoke and Romans and Chapada and I don't care about whether you're the weight horse or not. She's absolutely, at the course and distance, mowed down a proper horse in Think It Over. She, and she did it so well. And then she backed it up. With in, well, not with interest, but she backed it up in the Tancred. I mean, if she runs it like Smoke and Romans. It's packing them cup form. But I don't know. I'm not convinced by, by her entirely either. I think a very trendy move away from them pick is Inspirational Girl, mm. who was fine first up. She's a box ticker as well. Is she a box ticker? In the sense that it's easy to find her. Okay, is it? I thought I was being clever. No. <laughs> yeah, but then again, I'm, I'm unconvinced. To the, so really, the Dunno isn't Gold Trip. The Dunno is the Turnbull for me. I can't pretend to know what I'm. I can't pretend to know what I'm looking at, and I can't pretend to know what I'm saying. In terms of Inspirational Girl being the box ticker, well, she's four from four second up. Ah, okay. Well, she did. Yeah, I mean, she beat Zaki there, second up. And if she ran to that level or a little bit better, absolutely right. Yep. And I think she was okay first up in a nothing race, sit and sprint around the valley. Mister Brightside did a number on her, but we're we're saying that's essentially a barrier trial. And second up, she's interesting at two thousand meters. She gets there quickly, obviously, but she's interesting because she's bred to relish it and she's never been there before. So could it draw something else out of her? a bigger performance than we've seen from her in the past. If it does, she's well, she becomes really interesting, I would have thought. Well, the Peters horses are all flying for Danny O. Yeah, well, that's exactly <laughs> Last and second last in the, the Rupert Clark. And this, this is the last one left. Yeah. Is this it? This is it. This is it. Yeah, so I, I think it's a, do you know any more than I know? You know how done Owe I got? I got to the point where I was like, gee, Allegron reminds me of Tally and he ran out of his skin in a Turnbull. Why is he not in the Metro? Well, I think it's the wet. But then again, he's placed in a derby on a heavy at Ramwick. I'd, yeah, it's a very good question. There's a Dunno in there in itself, right? Because mm-hmm. he'd, be he'd be a market leader in the Metrop, I assume, without having... Sp- I must confess, I'm yet to spend a lot of time staring at the Metrop, but um, he'd surely be at the pointy end of things there. Mm. And oh. I assume Surefire turns up here looking for a good track. Yep. In fact, certainly does. And his first up run said that he could turn into a horse like this like a Turnbull horse, he yep. could be about this good. And he's flat line since, although I think he's run behind Allegro on ratings-wise. I've got it 
every bit as good as his first up run. It's just how he did it was different. The first up run was a strong rating suggesting he could go to all other levels and instead he's just pretty much plateaued. Is it a is it as simple we're saying is it as simple for Duace third up just explodes? Is it as simple as surefire, get him on the top of the ground and he goes right on with the first up run and he is about this good? They're all interesting questions and I have no answers for them. <laughs> with Duace, she's she's had a very Cummings prep where all eyes are on the Caulfield Cup. Is this still one run away? Yeah. Are we getting fooled by statistics? Is it? It's not third up. It's when Eddie says go. Mm. Yeah. Because this is, isn't this. I mean, it's a Group One and it's worth a lot of money, but it's not the target. No, I, I think you make a great point. It could well be. I mean, you look back to even when she was a three-year-old filly, he was able to. Um, she was the the knocks and back up and peak, and I think hungry heartbeater in the Oaks, right? Mm. But she so she peaked on the seven-day backup, and then he went forty-nine days and won in Brisbane and peaked her again, and so Unreal. She's, yeah, it, he was maybe Duace's trick is not that she's a third-up 2,000-metre horse, but she listens to Eddie. Why wouldn't you? Fantastic job with her. I think she's a run behind where she was last prep in terms of her ratings. So I think she's probably going to produce what she did second up last prep, which still probably goes close because she should have won that, George Main. She, she should have run better than she did, yeah. Yeah. So I think the peak is not Saturday. It's Caulfield Cup, which makes sense. It's so always the Australian been Cup run is at the Caulfield Cup. Yeah. So I think she's probably comes up short. In terms of gold trip, he's not going to get a better chance in Australia to win a Group 1. No. no the best chance to win a Group 1 in Australia is to do it in one of the Group 2s, like this. <laughs> yeah. Like we talk about the weights, those that are unaware of what we're talking about. So he's got 54.5 and Juais has 57. If they were meeting under weight for age conditions, he'd be giving Juais two kilos. So that's how big a turnaround it is for him at the weights. If he is going to beat her, he'd want to hope it's Saturday because he can't beat her after this, I don't think. Well, there are. It's a multi-variable game and weight is rarely a deterministic variable, but I concede it gives him a lovely, lovely shot at things, doesn't it? Mm. Firmer ground for him, some concern as well? I don't know. I never really worry about that much. Neither do I, but it's interesting. (laughs) Neither do I, but when you've got through... Half a dozen questions without any answers. You start reaching for other things. <laughs> Talk to me about Profondo. Any Profo- hope? Profondo has amazingly managed to avoid several races that he could have won. As predicted. And landed himself in hot water instead of racing Knight's Order, which he does here. But instead of racing Knight's Order, he's opted to race Animo and Zaki. <laughs> I mean, it seems like a... He can run well. In fact, he can only run well. And he will run well. But he's, his winning chance is... Fringe, he's certainly not a, a market leader. He, you know, I couldn't really, I couldn't really come at him. Young Verda ran the race of his life in this last year, but he, to me, is another slightly bizarro. I, what's he doing here? See, we're saying this. Young Verda is a really nice horse, and he's in the gold. Tr- he's won one, and he's placed in a derby at Ramick. The sun was out that day, but was it wet? I can't remember. I feel like we were. It's always wet, derby. <laughs> I j- he's a metrop horse. Although, I must say, this Turnbull looks like a very strong Metrop. Yep. And the Metrop looks like a good Brisbane Cup. Well, yeah, the Caloundra <laughs> Cup form to the to the yeah, fore in the go, Metrop. Yeah. Yep. So maybe, and, and as I said, he ran the race of his life in it last year, young Verta, and I thought he was good first up. But it's a... There's there's races out there for a horse as good as him to be winning, and but this one, I like Profondo. He's, he's on the fringes and he's, you know, 
he might knock it off every now and then, one in 25 or something like that. But even that feels fringing or generous. But oh, maybe not. It's a done race, but do you have your market? Who did you mark favourite? I marked. That's a good question. I did mark Gold Trip favourite, but four to one. Okay. And and very wishy-washy. Smoking Roman's not doing it for you. Smoking Roman's is not doing it for me. And it was a slowly run race and he camped on the speed. And I must admit when I peered over at the Epsom, I had similar feels where I, I the more I looked at it, the the less of an opinion I, I thought I had. Oh, you must hate going into Saturday. You've got no clarity anywhere. Probably the best way to go in, to be honest. I, for one, have clarity in the Epsom. I'll be betting eyes wide open. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon the best value bet of the day across both meetings is Nimalee. She's $15 at the moment, which is just wrong. Nimalee, Ice Bath and Hinged, it's very easy to tie them in pretty closely. The last time we saw Nimalee and Ice Bath race at the Ramick Mile on a heavy track, Nimalee kicked her head in. They've since raced in the tramway. There was half a length between them on the line. Nimalee meets Ice Bath two kilos better. If you've marked Ice Bath inside Nimalee, I'm not sure how you do it. And then you have Hinged, who is the white horse, which Adam loves. Every year Problem with him Riadini finished yet? <laughs> yeah We've got Riadini and Forbidden Love They've been the last two weight horses In the feature miles at Ramwick And both have come up well short I think To be he- fair Forbidden Love ran a screamer But yeah Concede that much <laughs> In regards to Hinge I think she cheated last start She meets Ice Bath Bear at the weights They finish close up in that George Mains The weight adjusted ratings are staring at me Saying Simon Hinge is a massive chance But I don't believe it but the three of them have very similar chances in this race. And then you have Top Ranked who has the different form. So I wanted to look at the George Main into the Epsom. That's the obvious. Everyone says that's the best lead up. So 63 runners have come through the George Main for seven winners. But the market expected seven. So the market does a great job at pricing the weight for age form. The Bill Ritchie, on the other hand, 15 winners have come through that into the Epsom for three winners. And the market only expected one and a half. So the handicap form, I think, does get undersold by the market. And if there is an edge, it's top ranked. He was really good. Winner first up. I know the what has he beaten, Purple Sector. The They barbecued it in front. The race was put on for him. I understand all of that. But it was just a massive tick for me that he was able to win first up. He's only had three runs in Australia. And he was really good in the George Main. He was good behind loss and running. I think he's got real form. And he's essentially racing nimbly and ice bath at weight for age. And he is the best horse in the race. So I think he's an easy favourite to mark and I'll be keen to having a bet. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I, the, the pace point is an interesting one with top ranked. I mean, he sat back and they, as you said, they, they overdid things in front and he swept on through and picked up the pieces in the Bill Ritchie and things will probably go different here. He certainly spent the first half of this race going slower, I would think. Mm. Although it should be a genuine tempo, shouldn't it? Yeah. Although I'm, I'm thinking crosstalk is... Slightly more conservatively used. The thing with crosstalk is those that follow Sydney racing closely, Rachel King is having a horrendous time at the moment. She's barbecued a few of these recently and she's on crosstalk and she wrote her president the day they did too much work in that race in the Bill Ritchie. So and she earned herself a Taylor Pendrith. She did. In the process. And you know, we don't like to give out the Taylor Pendrith to go too fast because as a general rule, you're better off to err on that side. Mm. But 
Yes. <laughs> there's erring and there's, no, 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 you, you went much too fast. Mm, she's done in a few races recently. So anyway, she's on crosstalk, which means I think there's definitely going to be good speed. Hinged will Although come across. Although there's the sort of the opposite happens now. They're very careful. We went too fast last time. Make sure you don't go too fast. So now we're erring on the, on the other side and we're trying a mile again and, and having done that at 1400, like it, it almost could be grab hold of crosstalk, could it? Although you've got Gay over the top saying, come on, let's not be stupid here. But could happen. Could happen, which means Nimalee probably gets across. Because Hinged, I'd say they won't want to bustle her. They probably won't want to sit outside the lead, whereas Nimalee will be happy to do it. Nimalee, Hinged, Ellsberg, they've all been on speed, but all soft speeds. Well, Ellsberg won't, can't run a mile down a well. So you'll want to be waiting and waiting. He'll be in the coffin, you'd imagine. What do you do with a horse like Converge? Um, if he's bigger than 25s, I think you probably just back him. Because, I mean, he hasn't beaten a runner home last start, which yeah. is very appealing to me. He's going Ramwick, awful. He's Ramwick in his run says that he's he's good enough in there somewhere, and if he's gone, he's gone. But he's a very cheap bet to have, isn't he? Yeah, he's gone terrible. Yeah. No, I mean, there's not a there's not a huge amount to like about his two runs back. I wouldn't have thought. Mm. The end. The other thing from a map perspective is the three top of the market: Gold Trip, Hinged, Ice Bath, and top ranked. Top ranked. You're getting your uh, Australian bloodstock. What did white, I say? You're getting your Australian bloodstock weight horses confused. They're they're swinging on the weights this week. They were top ranked, carrying the big weight last start. Gold Trip carrying the big weight last start. They got the weight droppers. Ice Bath is going to be behind all of them. She's going to be the worst on the map. So I think she's the very kid well riding. Found. Her can ride though. He can. His record in the Epsom is uh, he doesn't mind getting narrowly beaten too. Old J Mac. Ah, Dallasan last year. You're thinking of D'Argento, but I'm thinking of Dallasan. <laughs> D'Argento, one of the best losing rides I've seen. And uh, he missed on Chiakau Shark. Just. Ah, okay, behind Colding. So, so he's due. He's due. J-Mac's due. <laughs> so, yeah, I think she's certainly well found. And I'll be backing top ranked. But interesting, a lot of the speed horses, I think, are a query at the mile. So how that plays out early, I think Nimalee can get across. As mentioned, I think you make a value. good. I think Nimalee you do make a – because as you know, I'm desperate to – Pick you to pieces, but I think Nimalee, you do make a compelling point. I mean, I make a. In fact, it's funny she's got the identical rating to Fangirl and, and Hinged, and only a little bit behind Ice Bath. Is um Fangirl doesn't get a mention there, and you've been telling me that she's going to win the Epsom for six months. I know. Are we just saying wet? That's it. Yeah. Is it that straightforward? Is it really that straightforward? This, this is Juice third up all over again. Can it really be that simple? I think so. I've seen it enough to suggest that she doesn't go in it. That queen of the turf behind Ice Bath and Nimalee, she didn't go a yard. She didn't, but she never got in. She was never anywhere near that race. So it's going to be very different for her, isn't it? Because she should be able to lay up here. We're saying fair pace, but not strong pace. She should be able to. I'm just looking at her form from last prep, and I'm I'm thinking she got in. She got out of the race a lot, and the one time she got into a race, she won it. Mm. That interests me a little bit because maybe is it could it be as simple as bad days and bad spots when she hit the wet as much as it was just the wet? Maybe. I mean, the thing is I've got a ticket at $13 and I thought, wow, how well have I shopped and she's going to jump bigger than that tomorrow. So take unders, they generally win, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I've got a ticket. Don't think I've jumped off completely. I, I backed her ages ago because she was the Epsom profile horse and I would if it was a good track, I'd be, it's a completely different scenario. It's funny how that works. but Chris, I mean, she is as good as Hinge. She is as good no, as No, she's Emily. better than Hinge, yeah. I think. Yeah. 
Oh, I think. I mean, a little between them when they did race. So, yeah, I, mean, I mean, there'll be a few in the hinge camp telling I'm me I'm wrong. I'm saying the same, but at the you know. Her run behind Animo tells she's me she's better than Hinge. Yeah, I always get interested in those horses because there's an obvious and easy narrative and everyone's passing over her, so... Swim against the tide. Yeah, she becomes reverse trendy. Yeah, she's like the anti-trendy. Well, they're more likely to pay. Yeah, that's true. We're not trying to... Um, We're not trying to tip winners. You want to make money. That's right. You've got Go to maximise the sum of your bets, not the count. Correct. The We'll touch on the group ones briefly. The flight stakes... Fireburn's come up very short, but the one to beat? Oh, she must be, right? I think she gets back onto the swamp. Back onto the swamp. Not that I – I mean, she's run terrific. Last week on top of the ground, she's she's back. She's in business. Well, she's been out done both runs, and first up was okay. She could be all right, but then – in the Golden Roads, it was, hold on, no, it, I am back. Yeah, it tipped past okay, didn't it? Yeah, she was very, very good there. Said, like we were banging the drum before that, that she was very much a um, a case of which angle did you look at her from? And if you looked at her from the, you know, ignore that she was the slipper winner and treat her as a potential miler and a very useful three-year-old filly over a mile, her first up run was a tick and then the second up run is just magic. Yeah. Yeah, if we treat her like that. But unfortunately now, having treated her like that, you know, first two runs, the market's gone back to treating her like the posh slipper winner. Yeah. So I couldn't tell you there's any value at all. I thought $3 was her mark. I don't think we're going to get it tomorrow. But interesting to see how the track plays early on in the day because she is going to get back. So that is the one little niggle. She's going to have to give them all, not all a start, but she's going to give the market dangers a start, hmm. which is the... My pleading with Brenton last week... Didn't work. ...came to no fruition. No. It's always funny when they say they jump off, oh, the barrier cost her. Well, yeah. You were employed to fix that. (laughs) Can you tell me anything about the Metropolitan? I do have a quirky stat for the Metro. Oh, fun stats. Oh, just on the flight. So six fillies have gone to the flight off the Golden Rose. Speak fondly, the only one to win. But Yankee Rose ran second, but subsequently DQ'd, which you pointed out to me. Champagne Cuddles ran second. Star Tontes ran third. So when you said just one has won... You insinuated that it was a poor record, but it's actually outstanding. It's fantastic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the best fillies only run in the Golden Roads if they are elite. Mm. Who would think they would then have a good record back against their own sex in the flight? Let's not let that get in the way of what's a great little fun fact. Yeah. Have you got a metropolitan fun fact? I do, I do. And then I'm going to ask you about a blowout that my metropolitan machine has come up with. Ooh, this is exciting. So Durston comes up favourite, 68 runners... 13 of which won the Newcastle Cup, mm-hmm. have gone on to the Metrop at their next start. How many have won? Um, do you know it's funny? I heard you say this before and I still forget. <laughs> Could have sounded clever there, but I've uh, not botched it. How many? One. I feel like that's a memorable number as well. What am I doing? Glen Cannon Gold in 2012. Better so horse than Durston? Slightly. Durston was running all over them at the finish at Newcastle, so that's something. I don't think he's necessarily a terrible favourite. The Colin Stephen, five have come through at the market expected six. Kingston Town, 45 have come through it for five winners, market expected four. So the Kingston Town is the one that's been able to make you money. And no compromise for me would be my tip in the Metrop. Things going really well. I haven't really done any deep digging on the, the Metrop, but do you give Kukaracha a chance at 50s? And bigger. 
and Woody's Hollandale placing that I think is driving any interest in him whatsoever, but it was on heavy ground, and it is so Chris Waller. Would you give him a chance? Well, he hasn't done anything since then, has he? No, perfect, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> no, I would I would agree. But um, Chris Waller's won this race with horses like the Verminator. Patrick Aaron, come play with me, the Verminator. Opinion. Opinion might have had a bit more substance off the top of my head, but horses like the Verminator and Patrick Aaron, they've got very Cucaracha vibes. <laughs> yeah, I've got a little number there in that Hollandale around good horses. Conceding Zaki good there. It's unlike me. It's in there somewhere, right? Complete fly, but why not? It's a field job in the field like job st- for me in the quaddy. I like Stockman as a horse. I think he's a really good horse. But he said I'm I've got no real I haven't really had a look. Yeah. Thanks for a good podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Bisley Workwear Premier Stakes to decide who runs second favourite in the Everest. Loss and running V Bazu different conditions for this on the weekend if it's a heavy track which way would you lean in that is this another is it that simple mazu gets back onto his swamp a bit like mm. is it that easy i thought he ran and well he, ran, he probably ran i mean i can't remember did, did we pot him first up yep so he probably outran our expectations, expectations yeah a little bit yeah i can see it he's just not a horse that i'm what have we got a market i mean he and lost and running win a lot of these it seems a very pointy market. He's just dragged that market up for those who can't see, <laughs> which is all of you. <laughs> so Lawson running two thirty, Marzu three seventy, overpass six dollars, Mars Crusader eleven, Kementari eleven. And thank goodness you can't see as well, because once again Simo's just sitting here without his shirt on. I have no <laughs> idea why. No one's figured that out yet. It's like there's no camera on. <laughs> I would be in, yeah, I think you make a good a good case that the runner up or the winner probably starts second pick in the in the Everest over Jackano. Mm. Cool. Yeah. I think that's probably that's probably fair because the the betting will go soft on Eduardo now, won't it? Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're so quick to throw things away, aren't we? Yeah. I'm interested to see well, of course I'm interested to see how Kementari gets on. Yeah. Is he running for a slot? He would be. Who is so who's Godolphin running? Well in secret apparently no. No, she's not running. She's not fit to not fit to be his track work partner. So who's, who's I think he would be spe- – I mean, if you're running in the Premier, you're probably auditioning for Godolphin's top spot. I mean, Godolphin's ranks are um, – their star power is mile Thin. and further. Mm. Cascadian and Animo. You like that I've named Cascadian first then. Yeah. Cascadian and Animo and then – but their sprinters – Light on. They Athelric drops to Rohirin pretty quickly. Mm. And, of course, they're all in the shade of the big black beast, Special K. Could this be – now, that would be an achievement. If Special K returns to win the mountain race. <laughs> He'd win the Cozzy. Oh, uh, get him out to Cody Morgan. He might like the fresh air. Mask Crusader is maybe half interesting, is he? I don't, oh, I don't know. I'm done with that horse. <laughs> <laughs> I you think know, everyone is done with that horse, and that's why I'm finally coming around yeah. to him. It's. Oh, I mean, not that I've backed him through, but it's close to a year since that peak. He hasn't ran it since. Yeah, oh, the Everest, yeah, where he, the pace collapsed in front of him and it looked like he was quickening and he was not. He was just slowing slower. Maybe he wants a lot further. Chautauqua was the one of the great milers. Maybe Mars Crusader is too. But he'll be running on. Yep. Maybe. That looks more like a barrier trial than a betting race to me. That's the thing with Team Stone as well. I want to back Marzu, but it's a semi-final. 
Oh, they love to get beat here. They love to get beat here. So it's it's just and loss and running two thirty. Lol, couldn't possibly back it at that price because he's in a semi final as well. Mm. He is very reliable, though. I think he's a rock. Mm. I mean, he, he had the he had excuses in the new market. Everyone had excuses in the new market. And other than that, he is a rock, isn't he? He's been very very solid. Another yep. one that probably from early days probably outran where I had him pegged. Yep, he has. But he's um he's done a good job. Apache Chase be somewhere. No, see what he's running himself into the Sydney Stakes. Yeah, is that what he's doing? Yeah, I feel like we're giving this a lot of time now for There's ne- not a lot neither of us having much mm. of an opinion outside the market and not really wanting to get involved. If this was a Group One, I'd be back in Marzu, but it's not. So it's a semi-final, which makes it all a bit irky for the sprinters at the moment. Your best bet in Melbourne. Speaking of semi-finals, and it's moving day in Melbourne, and I'm uh, I'm backing one in a semi-final. I thought we we're going to get through the podcast without you mentioning the Coonji, but obviously not. Oh, you know, I wasn't going Coonji. Oh, I thought no, it was no, a, no, I no, thought no. it was a semi for the Coonji. No, 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 no. Coonji's Coonji's. That's that's Monday talk. The one I'm most interested in is in a semi final. Although it's probably more of a qualifying final. It's a semi final, but he I think he's got to win it if he's going to put his hand up. And it is that sort of day. I mean, Gold Trip's in that spot as well to some extent. Juice is as well. You got to do something now. I mean, we were saying this two weeks ago. Now we're really saying it. But interpretation. Who I actually fancied last start, and I reckon I caught him a run too soon. I thought I was being clever. Wrong, but I think this is the day. Interpretation to me probably got caught out by the fact that somehow a staying race in Melbourne developed into an actual staying race last start, um, and he travelled strongly throughout it. I think he moved into the race like he was ready to do some damage, and then just died on it last two hundred. But when you look at the pace of that race, I yeah, I think he just got caught out. He was fifty six days between runs and and off a, a quiet run in in the winter there in, in July over two thousand meters. So I think he was probably in need of that one and, and maybe now three weeks on he can he can come right on for it and get back to the sort of form he was in this time last year when he was fourth in the Chardonnay on the Saturday of Arc Weekend. Um, before that he'd run fourth in the St Ledger at Doncaster as well so he's got form that says he's a potential cup source. Not good enough to be there yet but had the poten- you know, he's got the platform to develop into one. He's with Aaron Eustace who are quite good at developing, developing horses into things. They're all right. Yeah. I think this is a real turning point for him. He has to step right back up to that form. If he does step up to that form, it is bang on where the Bart Cummings has been won in, in recent times and the Bart Cummings has sort of changed in the last four or five years. Used to be a um, just another staying handicap on the on the calendar, but the last four or five years, with you know, Villiers and these sort of horses have started winning it because there's a ticket to the Melbourne Cup and the last two have gone to Grand Promenade and Persan for Ma Eustace with little project horses that they were aiming at the cup and needed to win this to shore up their spot. And they hit the target. And I think they will, again, with interpretation. There's a bit in the race, but unlike the Turnbull, the deeper I went into this, the more knocks and convincing knocks I found on other horses, the the narrower things looked to me, as opposed to digging deeper and finding it wider and wider. So with all that in mind, interpretation goes up. Best of the day for me. Sydney? The Swamp? Uh, <coughs> swamp form, I'll be backing top-ranked in the Epsom. I marked him $4 favourite, and I think he'll be winning. If you think he'll be winning, why would you Why would you be so passive as $4? I think that's about where the market should be. I think you think he'll be winning a quarter of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy Arc Week. Bon chance. That wraps us up. We'll be back on RSN tomorrow morning to look at both programs Interesting to see how Ramwick holds up, how much rain it gets, what scratchings we are dealing with, but you can catch us at 9.30 tomorrow.